Hard to believe this is our 15th Staying Gang podcast with Justin Leslie, which means we're near the end of the season here as uh, Midwestern State gets ready to take on Cameron. But before we dive into the Aggies, let's talk a little bit about this past weekend and the trip to South Texas, which was another tough road trip for Midwestern State. Uh, let's start with the um, – it seemed like in both games you got off to a reasonably good start and just couldn't maintain it. Well, the the game at Kingsville, I mean, they're – they're deep. They're talented. You know, they're up at the, the top of their division. I mean, that's a that's a place where you're going to have to play good for 40 minutes in order to have success. And uh, unfortunately, as you know, Mar- Marquise pulled that, aggravated that injury in his groin, and it left us a little short there to close that game out. And they just kept keeping the pressure on us. And in the second half, they were able to kind of midway through get that lead from us. And, and we just didn't quite have enough punch to, to get over the hump and, and, and wrestle the lead away from them at the end. But, you know, it was a, it was, it was a fantastic game. I mean, give, give them credit. They played really well. Uh, but I was pleased with our effort. I was pleased with how we, uh, how we competed throughout. Uh, we were just a little bit short. Did It seemed like they turned up the intensity in the second half. Did you sense that? Or? Well, no, absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a big game for them. It's a big game for us, and so I think that you know there was a good crowd. Their band was involved, and so and I love it when the bands are at these games. By the way, here at Ligon, I think the band adds a lot when they're there's here. No we go on the road, and the band is there. I just think it feels a lot more like a college atmosphere yeah, when the band's there's there. There's no doubt they bring they bring a great uh, just level of excitement and energy to it, and and that game had that. I mean, they had a lot of football players there in the front row, you know, talking trash, uh, <laughs> you know, all, all those types of things that make for a great college basketball environment. And so, you know, it's a back and forth game. You look, there are highlight plays on, on both sides. Uh, you know, you get tough, tough shots being made, you know, some high flying slam dunks, you know, all the things that get a crowd involved in a game were happening. And so that just added to the intensity to level. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, it's just until the end. Well, no, that's exactly <laughs> right. And and you know they just had they just had a few more tools at their disposal as the game wore on. And you know we got we got pretty thin on our bench over the course of this road trip. And it, it came out in that late second half run where they where they were able to get a little bit of separation and pull away. Yeah, and then that certainly was part of the story day in the international. Yep. Uh, the, their bench outscored the Midwestern State Reserves 40-4, to four, yeah. but you knew you were short, and I think Marquise's absence was sorely felt in that game because I think that's a game where he could have really excelled. That's exactly right. I mean, they're, they're a team where they're going to play a very uh, – well, a, a pretty simple form of man-to-man defense. I mean, they, they pressure you on the ball, and they, they don't help a lot. And you look at our guys like Luke Hamilton, Derek Ogechi, where they excel – are when they're able to play off of uh, teams helping or tagging or rotating off of the ball to create opportunities for them to get shots from the perimeter. And and honestly, uh, International was committed to not letting them shake loose. They were going to make Pierre and Germain play one-on-one in the middle of the floor. And they did. I mean, they had they had big games, uh, but they weren't going to help off and allow anyone else to help. So having someone like Marquise that would have been able to go put pressure on the rim and attack his his man uh, individually would have helped us significantly on the offensive side of the ball. And then defensively, it, I mean, it was just kind of a, a battle of attrition. I mean, you know, Jermaine and Pierre are playing 40 minutes right? and um, they're carrying a heavy load on the offensive end. And we needed that on the defensive end as well. And, you know, it, it just got to that point as the game got into the, you know, the final, you know, segments there and that, you know, the, the under 10 minutes, 
we were we were just a little bit out of gas uh, and just had a little bit less uh, left in the tank than they did. Are you able to refill the tank for this Cameron game? Well, we don't have a choice. <laughs> um, not sure exactly what we're going to be looking at. Um, we might still have a short bench. We might be fortunate enough to get someone back, but I, we're not counting on it. Um, you know, we're going to have to come out and be ready to compete against Cameron. Uh, you know, we – we want to finish this year on, on a high note. Um, simply, like I challenged the guys after the game on Saturday, we need to have a great week of practice. You know, we're blessed to be able to still be in a position to where we're playing basketball, where we have the chance to improve, to get better um, individually and as a team. And although we know it's going to be our last game, uh, we need to make sure that we do everything we can to finish as well as we possibly can, send the seniors off, uh, you know, on a high note, honor them for all their contributions and effort over the course of their time, and uh, and just make it a great week. And and so far, yesterday's practice uh, was 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 really good, and um, our workouts this morning have been good. And I'm looking forward to uh, the next two days of, of positive prep heading into Cameron. I know the guys have to be disappointed that yeah, the season. I mean. We, as you as you mm-hmm. appropriately said, we know this is the last game, and I know that's not what anybody expected. Yep. I mean, going back to November, we thought you were going to be among the top four or five teams in the conference. I'm sure yep. all the guys expected that. How big of a challenge has it been? And it's probably something you've really had to deal with over the last couple of weeks in just keeping the guys interested. Well, th- th- I'll say this about them. They're, this is a high-character group of guys. They're not – they're not going to hang their head or, or make excuses or check out uh, or pout. That's not who they are. All right. The, the reality of our situation is that, you know, things don't always turn out how you had hoped. Right. And, you know, we've had, a, we've had a lot of adversity this year. I mean, in namely just been in the face of injuries. I mean, just being short bodies, you know, you look at not having players that you need to play significant roles suited up. I mean, that is going to impact your ability to compete night in, night out. And as a result of that, um, you know, you, you have choices to make. Are you going to hang your head? Are you going to just look for excuses? No, we're going to go out. We're going to prepare every day. We play this game, we're involved in this game because it's something that we love, right? It's something that we love, the opportunity to go in and compete daily against other people. But for a lot of them, I challenge them to just compete against yourself, to be the best version of yourself that you possibly can. This game's been you know, great to all of us. It's blessed us in so many ways to meet different people, see different places around the country or world. Like, there's, there's no reason to ever not honor the opportunity that basketball has given you, right? And so I think this team has, has understood that. They continue to show up with a good attitude every day. Um, and, and as a coach, my challenge is I need to keep bringing them things that are going to keep them interested, keep them wanting to learn. Because if they're improving, if they're seeing growth individually – they're going to stay excited. That's just human nature, how it works. And I think my staff has done a really good job as well of doing everything they can to pour into these young men, to give them chances to grow, to learn, to improve, Um, because that never stops. I mean, regardless of what your record is, you're chasing improvement. There's always that process. And even even when everything is is going great or you, you feel like you're on top of the world, there's something you can get better at. And so I think just keeping that in context and perspective has, has really helped us over the course of these last few weeks. 
a lot of the uh, teams in the Lone Star Conference are playing their travel partners back-to-back this week. You opted to play Cameron back in December. It seems like it was a year ago that we played Cameron, but it was earlier this season. So getting back to what you were just talking about, as you look back at that game, do you see where the team is better now than they were in December, or have the injuries set you back so much that you're not as good a team as you were then? Well, a little bit of both. All right, we are not as deep as we were when we played them the last time, without question. Uh, however, one of the things that we were dealing with at that time of the season was trying to really find ourselves on the offensive end of the floor. Where are our opportunities uh, that we need to take advantage of, and where are the opportunities that we need to shy away from because we're not as efficient? And that was actually one of those turning point games from the first half to the second half where I think we made some significant strides uh, in just understanding who we are. And if you look at that, I mean, we went four out of five right after that game. And I think it was because, you know, we started to understand a little bit of uh, the type of threes that we're going to make versus the type of threes that we don't shoot at a high level. Uh, Similarly, um, it was a it was a place where we were at where we had to learn what our our true strengths were defensively, right? Where we needed to um, you know be a little bit more disruptive, a little more aggressive. But then on the flip side, some places where we need to be conservative uh, and and not overextend ourselves. And so, I think from a execution, from a maturity standpoint, we're far better than we were at that time. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited in that regard. However, the, the reality is we are going to be without a lot of those bodies who played really well the last time we played Cameron. <laughs> Marquise Davison was one of those Correct. guys, and I'm assuming he's questionable, if not yeah. doubtful, for this game. Yeah. Uh, and even if he were to go, he's not going to be able to go at 100%. Uh, so how do you make up for, for his absence? Assuming he doesn't play and he's not 100%. Sure. Well, this is going to be another opportunity for freshmen to step up. I mean, we're going to need to see what, uh, you know, Logan Epps can do coming off the bench. I've uh, got Jared Washington, um, you know, and then also this is, I mean, being senior night, it's fitting that John Weger is going to get the opportunity to play at more extended minutes uh, in that, in that spot. Um you know, John, John's a fifth year guy. He's been with me here for four years. And so uh, we'll lean on him to, to play a heavier. Um, and he'll start? Middle. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. John will start again. Um, and you know, As he did at A&M International, I correct. should point out. That's correct. And so uh, I'm excited for him, you know, final game on the home court here to be able to go out there. And in between, between the three of them, we're, we're going to need someone to step up and make some contributions in those minutes. So I'm going to lean on you here because I don't want to leave anybody out. Who are the seniors that we're going to recognize yeah. uh, on Thursday night? Yeah, well, we've got uh, – I mean, John Weger, who, who we just, just mentioned. mentioned. Yeah. Uh, Jermaine Carter, Derek Ogechi, Luke Hamilton. And then, although he hasn't played this year, uh, yeah, we'll have Jace Johnson as well. Okay. So, I, I, I have a list. I thought that was it. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I had it right. So, I, I just kind of want to go through these guys one by one. And let's start with Jace. Yeah. Because he's a guy probably a lot of Midwestern State fans aren't even really that familiar with. They've probably seen his name on the roster. Yeah. He hasn't been able to play, but what contributions has he made for the program? Well, you know, Jace, uh, it's been unfortunate that 
I mean, he took he took an injury in the fall and and just hasn't been able to get himself back to where he could go in and play. And considering uh, where we've been, we could have used the a six four strong mm-hmm. athlete to be able to go out there and uh, you know absorb some of these some of these minutes and the, like a guy who can play in the backcourt as well as in the frontcourt. Um, but you know, Jace is you know wonderful young man who's been with us now for two years. That um, you know is great in the classroom. Is great in the community. You know, he's a he's just a consistent presence in the locker room. And, um, you know, it's 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 unfortunate that there are guys whose careers just don't turn out like they planned. I mean, he's he's been he's been injured, had didn't finish the year last year with a with a knee surgery. And then this year, you know, he had the had a hamstring tear that's that's cost him his year. I think he'd like to put that headset on, by the way. <laughs> he's always over there asking me if he can go on. That's it. Uh and we we mentioned John Weger, but I know over the years since he's been here, since you've been here, we've talked about John and the fact that his teammates love him. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, John is um, he's someone who shows up every day ready to work. I mean, he he loves the game. He, you know, he's he's his own worst critic when when he plays. I mean, he's 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 been hard on himself, um, and we've just continued to try and tell him, hey, man, just smile, enjoy it. You know, <laughs> we be- don't see that very often. Yeah, I mean, because the, the, the reality is a, a guy who shows up with that type of work ethic every day, everybody likes and respects, right? I mean, you, the, there's no one in our locker room that doesn't like John, doesn't respect John, because he can be counted on to bring his best every single day, regardless of – what the game situation is, what the practice situation, what drill we're doing, John's always going to show up and compete. And guys like that, you love coaching, you love having in your program. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's an exciting day for him, you know, and he's, his, his family's been great supporting him every step of the way uh, during his time here at Midwestern State. And so I'm looking forward to honoring him on on the on the game on Thursday, the one change we've seen with John is his hair. Because when he first came in, he had the long hair. Yes. Now he keeps it fairly short. Uh, I know the long hair always made him recognizable to the fans on the road, and they like to give him a hard time no, about that's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, so, and then we get to the guys who have been really part of the motor of this team. Let's start with Luke Hamilton, who, uh, by the way, over the last few games since he's come back from the injury, three point Luke is back. Yes. Uh, he struggled with that three-point shot uh, last year. It's been kind of on and off this year, but uh, three-point shot's been there for him lately. And I was looking back at the uh, Cameron game, and he hit four three-pointers in that game. Correct. So – it would be nice to see him go out with a bang from three-point range because I think that's yeah. what fans will always remember. But as you've talked about, he's been a lot more than just a three-point shooter here at Midwestern State. Yeah, Luke, Luke's, uh, Luke's another guy that has been a lot of fun uh, to have in the program. Um, you know, he's, he's had his share of little, little injuries or, or things uh, throughout the course of his career. But, but he's been a consistent presence for us. Uh, you know, he, his basketball IQ and feel for the game, uh, especially on the defensive end. I know everyone's going to think of Luke as a three-point yeah. shooter. But uh, Luke's actually been one of our key glue guys on the defensive side of the ball. His, his ability to see the game developing and communicate from the back line um, is, is really been something that uh, goes unnoticed. But uh, – but but has been important for us, you know. That's where I think a little bit of um, you know when you when you're thinking in, in recruiting and finding schools, 
Uh, you know, he's probably a guy that might have been thought as a defensive liability in a lot of other situations. But for us, he's actually quite good. He's a good fit for who we are and what we do. Um, it's always more fun when he's making shots. Right? We talk <laughs> about that all the time. You know, we want him to make shots. But, um, you know, Luke's, Luke's a guy that um, I've, I've really enjoyed having in the program. And, you know, I think we'll be friends for a long time. Uh, and then I'm not sure who to give top billing here to, but let's start with Derek Ogechi here. Uh, uh, Derek's a guy. It's it's hard not to root for Derek. Yeah. And by the way, he's a lot of fun to go to a softball game with as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, Derek is a he's he's a fantastic personality. Uh, I he's going to go down as one of my favorites in my career. Uh, certainly, the injuries and what he's had to go through has impacted his ability to contribute on the court how he'd want to. However, um, he never lets it get him down. He shows up every day to work, um, gives you everything he has. Uh, and, and I'm just, I'm really proud of him. I'm really proud of him. Uh, he had a really good year. His first year here, uh, I think was went into the off season, just on a tear, ready to have a great, I mean, went and competed for, you know, the Kenya national team, you know, which we've spoken about before, uh, was having a tremendous fall. And then right before, last season uh you know tore tore that acl uh, had to go through the process of getting back and actually right before this you know this he had to have another uh surgery um uh, you know there was some little, little bit of loose debris in there and so it's it's impacted his ability to get back to normal right mm-hmm. and then right you know we were talking about that stretch where you know we win four out of five and we get into practice and he tweaks it again and so he hasn't he hadn't missed a game but, you know, didn't practice for about a month, all right, like fully, all right, after that. And he's just now in this last week or two getting back to where he's practicing again, but he's still not 100%. And um, he, he wouldn't make any excuses throughout that process. Uh, continued showing up, uh, doing everything he could to, to put himself and the team in the best possible situation and lead us. And, um, you know, I, I my heart breaks for a guy that, has done everything right, but hasn't caught a lot of breaks. Yeah. You know, and, you know, he's a 4.0 student in grad school. You know, you talk about guys where, you know, they're a little bit of maintenance or, you know, no maintenance or high maintenance. I mean, he is zero maintenance. He makes, he makes it easy to coach um, in so many ways because he's a great teammate. He takes care of all of his business. He's always early, um, always has a smile. And as you mentioned, you know, you get a chance to go to a softball game with him. You get a little sneak peek into the personality. He's just a great guy to be around and have fun with. Um, I've absolutely loved coaching Derek Ogechi. So I actually talked to uh, Brittany about this during that uh, Stain Gang podcast. I'd encourage all of the people to, to check that out the basketball teams went to the softball game at texas a&m international and the, the guys were funny uh and they had a really great spirit about the way they were involved in the game mm-hmm. and i told them all they need to go to home games yeah well uh, because they, they added a lot and i think even i think even the a&m international people appreciated what they brought to the diamond that day no, they, they really did they they uh, both both coaches enjoyed it. Thought it made for a great experience for the for the ladies out there on the diamond playing. Uh, you know, guys were already talking tonight. We play uh, Lubbock Christian. You know, they, hey, we need they, those guys out there. Exactly by the way, right? And so they're they're talking about that. And and you know, it's it's just indicative of, of what it takes to be part of a, a athletic community and a school community, supporting your your fellow uh, student athletes in the different sports. Um, 
I, you know, I was <laughs> telling them afterwards, I was proud of them because they were into it. They're running their mouths. They're, they're having a good old time, but they did it in a way that it, it made the game better, more fun for everyone involved. And they never and, crossed the line. No, they never, no. I never heard any of the guys swear, no, never heard them attack no. a girl personally. No. Uh, they had a good sense of humor about it. And yeah. uh, it's exactly what you want. I know we talked after you guys played at Fort Smith. Mm-hmm. And the Fort Smith fans were giving you guys a hard time, and it kind of reminded me yeah. of that a little bit. Yeah, and, it, and and you know those those little touches make for just a better overall student athlete experience. And I was I was proud of our guys, and was you know happy happy for our girls there that you know they were able to be so far away from home yet still have some support and feel a little <laughs> bit of love and support there. Uh, I'm a little bit sad that Jermaine Carter's uh, leaving. Yeah. Uh, his family they've been very nice to me mm-hmm. over the years. And uh, every time they come down here, they come by and they say hello. I'm, I'm going to miss Jermaine for sure. sure. Uh, I know you're going to miss him on the floor, but there's a lot more to Jermaine Carter than that. He's another guy that's a great student for you. Yeah, Jermaine is uh, – he's just been a dream to coach. I mean, his his junior college coach told me that uh, before we got him. And, you know, everybody always says that their guy's great. They'll love him. No problem. You know, you learn to take that with a grain of salt over the course of, of time. However, he couldn't have been more dead on with Jermaine. Just a just a wonderful human being. I mean, I can't tell you how many times he's just been over at the house, hanging out after a game or wherever it is, just just talking, just socializing, just just a wonderful human being that you love being around. I mean, he always asks me how I'm doing. Mm-hmm. He's just he's just an extraordinary individual, in my opinion. I I, I don't want to mislead anybody. I'm not that close to him. Yeah, but uh, he's always been. A gentleman and friendly, and yeah. I become a big fan of his and his family uh, during his time here at Midwestern yeah. State. No, that's that's who he is. There's no, uh, I, I probably haven't had a player in my in my career where more coaches have kind of asked me about him because they don't know what it is, but they can see that there's something different there. It's obvious he's a good player. But, right. You know, when you're when you're filtering through junior college players, um, you know, there's a there's a there's kind of a uh, for whatever for whatever reason, whether it's right or wrong, just kind of a an assumption about what these young men are like coming out of those situations. Well, Jermaine is as good of a person and young man on and off the floor as you're going to find anywhere in the country and everybody sees it, right? He's the guy that every every one of the coaches in the Lone Star is trying to find in the junior college ranks, <laughs> right? Right? As am I. <laughs> you know, so I'm not watching. You're games. trying to find five of them, aren't That's you? That's <laughs> it. That's it. Because you know, with 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 guys like that, um, you know, you 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 really are convicted as a coach to show up every day, bring in your best because they deserve it. You know, Jermaine, Jermaine makes me feel every single day like I have to bring my best just to give him the opportunity to grow and learn. Um, you know, he's he's always going to going to hold a special place in my heart uh, simply because his his investment and his commitment to, to me in this program has never wavered since day one. And, uh, you know, it's been an honor to coach that young man. Yeah. And hopefully hopefully we're here to see him. When he comes back to, to visit the team uh, yep. in years to come, and uh, we'll have all these fond memories of him. These are going to be tough guys to replace. How do you go about doing that? Well, we've been all over that for the last the last months. I mean, as, as we've talked, uh, you know, earlier on these podcasts that 
you, know, you always have kind of parallel tracks that you're going on throughout the course of the season. You're always fully invested in this season. However, you need to be working towards recruiting for next season as well. And so, um, you know, you're always paying attention to how the high school seasons, how the junior college seasons are playing out, who, you know, you need to be watching, um, working relationships. All right. Because we're about to hit the, this is the first year where there's, uh, a, a a portal window. It's a 45 day window for division one athletes starting March 13th, where players can enter the portal in order to get that one-time transfer exception. And, um, that's, I think going to be the time when, you know, the rubber hits the road (laughs) when it really starts going at a, at a, at a breakneck pace, uh, because there, as there has been the last several years, there's just going to be a lot of movement in the off season, you know, as, as coaches change jobs, um, players change players enter the portal for different reasons and you know it's it's about building a roster that's going to compete and um, that's that's been the focus of our staff for the last um, you know several months to a to a certain degree but now as the season's wrapping up um, it's it's full speed ahead yeah I would imagine it's amped up the last few weeks there's 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 a lot of time watching I mean take today it's it's noon you know right I've spent two hours with our current team and small groups and, and film prep for Cameron. And then the other two hours is watching film of recruits, calling coaches. You know, that's that's the just constantly juggling that time now. So this is the last podcast we'll do this season. So and it, just forewarn you to probably get this question again in the postgame show Thursday night. Sure. But what, what, what do you see as the as the state of Midwestern State men's basketball? Where are we at and where are we going? Where are we going? Well, I mean, I, I'm. I'm ever the optimist. I'll say that. I mean, you know that about me. Um, clearly disappointed with with how we didn't have the season that we wanted to have. Um, however, we're poised to – our seniors are either graduating or coming close to finishing their master's degrees in one year, right? We're on pace to get the Team Academic Excellence Award, you know, designation from the NABC from the collective work that our team is doing in the classroom. All right. We're involved on campus doing everything that we possibly can to invest in this community and, and, and build support and support our other programs and teams and, and uh, academic endeavors. Um, you know, but at the same time, we need to have a better year next year. All right. Some of that is going to be, you know, I use the term we need to create our own luck. Right. Like we're a tough luck story this year as it, as it relates to injuries. I have to imagine that that can't continue (laughs) at that pace. Right. Um, but we need to create our own luck in terms of the quality of the recruits that we bring in. We need to bring in some guys that are going to come out here and, and, and be factors and forces in the Lone Star Conference. You know, we're not, I'm not looking for projects in this recruiting (laughs) class. We're looking for guys that are going to come in and compete because we're bringing back several players who are as good as anybody in the Lone Star next year. Well, we need to surround them with a few key pieces and we need to go back out there and, you know, honestly, we need to take our place up there at the top of the, the conference because that that is where we belong and that's the standard and that's what we're going to continue to work towards. Uh, so is, is that mean that you're going to get – you mentioned the portal. Is that where you're looking? Are you looking at junior college? Yeah. And what types of sure. – you're looking for big physical guys? Well, what are you looking for no, here? Good, good question. Well, it's kind of funny. I mean, over the course of this this last week, I've I probably spoke with – I don't know, over, over half the different Lone Star 
conference coaches and other coaches. And, and, and there's kind of a, a theme that we're all after. Um, we're after good basketball players, right? It's There's just a, a feel and a level to the game that we need our, our young men to be at in order to be successful. So, you know, a 6'5 guy who knows how to play might be better than a 6'7 guy who physically has all the tools but is missing some of those other characteristics, right? Um, we need we need to go out and we need to find this class. We have two high school kids that we've signed um, that I feel great about. I've had the chance to track and see over the course of this year. Um, they're going to be able to come in next year and and have a role on the team on the floor. However, they're freshmen. Their role is going to be limited to start, and it's going to grow as they grow over the course of time. But um, we need to make sure that we have – good basketball players who are ready to play from the get-go. And that's probably going to be a combination of junior college or transfer portal players, right, from Division One schools or other Division twos, depending on how that plays out. Um, you know, we need what we're looking for is front court. We need kind of front court. We need um, some scoring punch on the perimeter. Um, and, and I know there are going to be plenty of good players and opportunities to recruit out there. And we're going we're gonna to just throw our hat in the ring and continue to work hard on bringing them in. Is it easy for you to sell Midwestern State or is it Absolutely. a challenge? No, no, no. Midwestern State is a great place to, to recruit to. Um, we have wonderful facilities, um, great school and community that, that players, you know, see and feel once they get here. Uh, our niche just you know, kind of, kind of just throwing it all out there are going to be guys that, that are connected to Texas somehow, right? Um, We'll continue to recruit outside of the state if there's a player that we might have a connection or a particular in with in some way. However, there's great talent in the state of Texas uh, that, that wants to play here in front of their families closer to home might be a division one transfer where it hasn't been working out that is from here that might want to come back to Texas. All right. You have a lot of great junior college programs within the state that we've been continuing to recruit. And so, um, are there going to be some one-offs maybe from out of the area that we might, you know, target a little bit in recruiting? Sure. If the situation presents itself where it's a fit. Um, but we're really honing in on those connections to Texas, connections to the area. Um, and, and I have no doubt that there are going to be plenty of talented players that will be excited about uh, potentially putting on a Mustangs uniform. Well, part of the fun for me this year is I've had a, a chance to spend a lot more time with you over the course of the season. I've enjoyed doing these podcasts. Uh, Enjoy visiting with you all the time. I, I always enjoy doing the post-game shows with you, and getting to do this weekly show has been a lot of fun for me. I know this season hasn't panned out like any of us wanted, but uh, I appreciate uh, I appreciate all you do for me. And uh, thanks, and let's do it again next year. And I feel the same do, way, Pete. Do it with more wins. Yeah, you got that right. It's been, <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Thanks for all you do for us. Oh, I, it's my pleasure. That's Justin Leslie, the head basketball coach at Midwestern State, and this is another Stan Gang podcast. I'm Pete Stein saying so long, everybody.